<laughs> Normally I wouldn't do this in the middle of a ride, but I'm on the Haunted Mansion right now. It's 12.07. I have never ridden this ride without somehow getting delayed. And sure enough, I'm... Oh, we're moving now. But sure enough, we got stuck on that downward slope where I'm facing backwards. It happens every time. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. And welcome back fresh off of the Florida sunshine and the Disney World glow. I can see all the magic still seeping out of your skin. Welcome back, Casey, from your trip. That's that pixie dust coming off of me right there. It really brushed my shoulders off a little bit, right, buddy? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm ex- I would say I'm excited to be back. I am excited to be back. Don't get me wrong. Um, but at the same retar- turn, for any of you who have ever been on a on a Disney trip, you know that that last day is like so depressing. In fact, later on in some of the clips you're going to hear, I actually recorded how I was feeling that last day. And it is. It's There's a reason why that trip back when you ride the magical express back that it's been labeled the tragical express because you 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 know how it feels and and matt have you ever been at the resort before where you've 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 just arrived and you've seen people leaving for their leaving from Mm -hmm. their trip and they look so downtrodden and you know that's going to be you at some point but you just try to keep it out of your mind for a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah it's this it's this very weird dance of the people that are coming in that are just it's the beginning oh my gosh we're here finally we're at the resort oh man and then the people that are even more depressing of the people who are leaving are the people that you can tell ha- have like 45 minutes to an hour to burn yes. in the hotel lobby. Yes. <laughs> before their, before their bus gets there. Yeah. See, I always had a, I always had a tradition or I didn't do it this trip because of trying to be very careful about what I eat now, but I always had a tradition that last day while I was waiting for the tragical express to go grab the cupcake from the hotel that I was at and eat a cupcake. It would always made me feel better, but uh, yeah, I completely agree with the people who are just waiting there and the kids are, are, are sad and, and it's like, Oh man, but no, I, I'm, I'm glad to be back and I'm glad to have shared the experience with everybody. This, you know, this was the first trip that either of us has taken since we taken since we started this podcast. So I, I was thinking about this. All the pictures that I posted went into our group as opposed to just my normal Facebook page. And then I shared from our, our group. Yeah. But I wanted to share my experience with you all. Um, as well as with, with the people that I had met while I was down there for the conference. So um, I'm glad that we can kind of do a little bit of a recap here today too. Yeah, so I've got um, just a couple of, of generic questions here. I, this is maybe a weird thing to lead with, but this is the thing that I'm most interested about. <laughs> Disney Genie Plus. Ah, right? yes. Like that, Because that's been such a, a big topic of conversation. Oh, my gosh. You know, they're changing everything, yada, 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 yada. You and I, before experiencing it, just looking at it, we're pretty positive on it. And I, but we, we were reserving the right to change that based on the experience with it. What was, I'm assuming you did it. What was your experience with it? I did do it. So a couple of things. Um, I was worried about it leading up because I knew I, I wanted to do it at least one of the days so I could talk about it. What's interesting is unless you are actually a Disney resort guest, you cannot even buy it until day of so unless you are actually like you when i say a disney resort guest you've booked a vacation that includes multiple day tickets 
at a Disney resort over a stretch period of time, you can't even buy it until day of. Day of meaning midnight day of, midnight Eastern time. So because my tickets were kind of a scattering of um, some cast member uh, per, uh, comp tickets, which just basically are basic day day pass park tickets, as well as a couple of just regular after five tickets, I was not able to even purchase it until uh, day of that first day for that day. I had to purchase it separately each day I was going to use it. In a lot of ways, I like that. And I will say, even if you have purchased the the package, it, you're not stuck to having to have it for all four days or five days you're going to be in the park. You can choose to purchase it for the days and the parks that you're going to be in if you think it's going to be worth it, right? So I was toying, did I want to purchase it for the day that I was coming in, Hollywood Studios Day? Because I wasn't going to get into the park until probably one o'clock. So it was really going to kind of really be a half a day because of when I was coming in. I'm like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to see how good this system really works. And I said, okay, it's just me, 15 bucks. I'm saying that's the worst case scenario at 15 bucks. It's not like, you know, you're dropping $100. Exactly. So I purchased it Thursday morning. Uh, 6 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. I was still um, at the airport waiting for my plane to, to book um, or to, to, to take off. So so I go ahead and book my first uh, a Genie Plus. Now, here's the thing. You cannot choose your times. You can only book whatever the next available time is. So I actually had to wait a little bit to book book the time that I knew because I knew I wasn't going to be able to book anything until after really one o'clock when I would be there. So I, I waited a little bit and the first one that I got was Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, which was moving faster than the other ones because the other ones, the time slots were, you know, nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten fifteen, ten thirty, where Millennium Falcon was moving really fast. So by the time I got to the airport, it's like, okay, there's a two thirty for Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Let me go ahead and grab that. So I grabbed it. Now, the thing is, is this is where the, the, the value of the Genie Plus comes in. Um, after two hours after the park opens, you can book another one even if you haven't used the first one. And oh, then okay. thereafter, every two hours after that, if you have not used them, you can stack them. So, so you just have to wait two hours. Every two hours. And, and, and if you go to try to do it, it'll tell you, you can't book another one until this time. I oh, found okay. myself multiple times going, oh, okay, cool. So I can wait. And then sure enough, I tested it. So I had a Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run built up. I had a Toy Story Midway Mania booked up. So that was, I think, uh, Millennium Falcon was like 2.30 to 3.30. Millennium Falcon was 2.45 to 3.45. And I was able to stack another one, Tower of Terror, at 6 o'clock. So before I even got to the park, I had three of these ready to go. In my book, the value was already there. Well, I mean, there and, and there is a good tip that has now come up for if you're doing the morning of getting in and going right into the park, that you can, from the airport, airplane, wherever, yes. Yes. you can start to go, all right, yes. boom, let's get some stuff. Boom, let's get some stuff. That's exactly. interesting. It, it, and it, and it, it, it was smooth. The, the purchase was smooth. I, I clicked get Disney Genie Plus. My credit card was already on file. I clicked it. I booked it. It paid for it. And then it, as soon as I was able to start booking, now trying to book it or get those first, um, trying to navigate, I should say, the first 
the first time was like, where do I go to do this? And how do I change it if I decide I don't want it? So when you're on your, your My Disney Experience app and you go to My Genie Day, so that's, the, that's where you go to find just your genie. There is My Day, which shows you what you have reserved or what you've already planned for the day. And there's also right next to that something called the tip board. It sounds innocent, like, okay, I would only there if I need tips. But no, the tip board's actually where you go to pick these things. You click on the tip board, and it will show you all of the uh, standby uh, line times in the moment right there, as well as what the next lightning lane availability is. So while you're on the tip board, you can scroll and say, oh, I want that one, and click book experience. You confirm who's going to be part of it, and you click continue, and boom, it's booked for you. It's hmm. real simple. Real, real, super simple. Hmm. Um, I will also say that the Wi-Fi in the parks has gotten a lot better. It's not crazy spotty. And I have T-Mobile. There were times when I was off Wi-Fi, my 5G worked just fine. So I did not have issues with internet at all. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's, they, they can't. I mean, essentially, if they're trying to put, they're trying to push people into Wi-Fi enabled, Bluetooth enabled, like on your phones for a park experience, they have to make sure the Wi-Fi is enabled. Otherwise, that's that's going to be a problem. Absolutely. So I got those three experiences in between um, when I finished Toy Story Midway Mania and before Tower of Terror, I was able to book another one. I booked another one before that, which was Star Tours, even though I rode standby Star Tours first. I actually rode Star Tours twice. And even though my first Star Tours experience, I got brand new scenes. What do you think I got the second one? The damn pod race. Of course I got the pod race every time. I could have complained too much, though, because the first one was the really cool one, which I talk about in the in the on-the-spot episodes. But anyway, I was at the park from like 1 till about 7-ish, maybe 6.45. I got four lightning lanes out of that. I was I got Star Tours standby. I, I waited in line for a Slinky Dog Dash for sixty minutes. It actually ended up being about fifty minutes. That was totally worth it. I waited in line for Minnie's Runaway Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, which ended up being about sixty minutes, which again was not bad for that ride. I was willing to wait in that line. So in a six hour span, I got four lightning lanes, three standby attractions. I got to watch the Tower of Terror light up with the beacon of light magic thing. Um got to walk around I, I got to see um, uh, Galaxy's Edge at night for the first time which I had Ooh. not seen the last time I was there which was really cool I got to eat um, I got to eat the uh, the Ronto uh, wrap the Ronto wrap which yeah. was delicious so I would I would call that day a very successful use of the lightning lane Ginny plus so now we get to Magic Kingdom the next day. Magic Kingdom the next day, I was primarily ready to go. It was Disney Plus Day. So not only was I getting a half an hour early because I was on property, it was a half an hour earlier than that because of Disney Plus. So the park opened at 8. I got there at 7. And you'll hear this in the, the episode um, and, and somebody on the spot. I made the decision to rope drop it right over to Space Mountain. I got in Space Mountain in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I love rope dropping things. You just like walk through the, the well, line super well, quickly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So that seven to eight thirty time spot. Seven to eight was just resort that guest with Disney Plus. And then really about eight thirty, from eight to eight thirty, there wasn't a whole lot more people added because I don't think people realized they opened at eight that day. So I got Space Mountain. Then I got Peter Pan's flight, which I got on in 15 minutes standby. Whoa. Mind you, mind by mind you, I had, had already registered my 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 lightning lane uh, for um, Haunted Mansion at 8:30. So I got I got Space Mountain, 
I didn't go to seven dwarves. I don't even recommend rope dropping seven dwarves because it, immediately upon open, it was an hour wait. So just, just a heads up on that. Anyway, so Space Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, went to Mickey's Philharmagic. Now, I know that sounds silly to do that early in the morning, but it was the first day that they had put the Coco experience in. So you saw the first show. I was, I was either the first or second show. Uh, again, that's a Disney brag now. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Of the Coco experience, which, by the way, it's about 60 seconds long. That's all it is. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's wedged in between. It's right before the Peter Pan scene. Okay. Uh, I think it's right after Lion King before Peter Pan. It's wedged in there. It adds a minute. They didn't take anything out of the show. So it's just an extra minute long on the show. Saw that. Went over to... to um, I wanted to ride the Jungle Cruise. It's like, okay, I'll ride the Jungle Cruise a little bit later, or I'll grab a lightning lane for it. Well, I looked down at my lightning lanes. Jungle Cruise lightning lane had jumped all the way to 7 o'clock that night in a matter of an hour and a half. People wanted to see it because of the new movie and, of course, the Jingle Cruise. They had done it up for the holidays. Right. Then I went over to Pirates of the Caribbean. I grabbed my lightning lane for um, Haunted Mansion, and then I was off to the races using lightning. I think I used it for Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin at one point. Um, you know, what was interesting, I think I used it for four, four or so attractions, which again, I'll call it success. I probably would have used it for more that day had I not had the early admission, but had I, because I had the early admission, I already got a ton done in that short period of time. And then some of the other lightning lanes that are available, like you just don't use them for that. Like you're not going to use it for Mickey's Philharmagic, even though it's available. You can get into Mickey's Philharmagic whenever you want. Yeah. Same with it, like, it always, Winnie, it always the pains Pooh. me when I see people on their phones like making fast passes for Philharmagic or the laugh for. I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. So one of the things I talk about in the on the spot, which you'll hear, is I decided to leave Magic Kingdom. I think around three. Oh, I got lunch or I got breakfast. I ended up going over to Trails Inn and did a breakfast over there and then came back and did a little bit more. But I ended up leaving Magic Kingdom. I want to say at like three o'clock ish. Wow. So, I mean, that was a full day, though. I mean, that was an eight hour day. I had done everything I wanted to do, right? And the crowds were getting crazier. I was getting tired. My phone battery was dying. And, and that is the thing that is frustrating is that if you don't have a charger with you, you are screwed. So in the in the on the spot, you'll hear me say this. So I don't want to go into too much detail. There is a certain. Have you ever heard the phrase FOMO before? Fear yes. of fear oh, yes. of missing out. There is a certain FOMO associated with Genie Plus, where you are looking at your phone and you know there's other time slots available that you could schedule. And then there's other ones that you could schedule, and you're you're like, okay, which one do I pick? Where do I go? How do I do it? But the, like, had the fast pass had it been they've been free, leaving the park to go do something else isn't so much of a big deal as okay, I paid fifteen dollars for this, so I should get the most use out of it. Like I was literally walking down, and I was in Frontierland, getting ready to move into to the Main Street, and I remember saying to myself, "Man, I, I want to leave the park, but I've got so many other possibilities that I could choose. But I, I want to leave the park, but..." And I, it was like this, I was torn because I was like, I paid for this thing, but then I had to remind myself, I got my use out of it. I did exactly what I needed to do, so I shouldn't feel bad about doing it. Hmm, that's an and interesting call out. Um, it and, is. And, and, and if you break it down just by this, so if let's say you get, you pay $15 and you use four, 
Yep. Just a baseline of four, which uh, let's let's extrapolate and say, had you stayed in the park until close, you maybe could have gotten six. Oh, I, well, yes and no. The, 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 because you can only use them once per attraction. per attraction, the law of or the value starts to diminish very quickly because I used it on Haunted Mansion. I used it on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I used it on uh, what else did I use it on that day? I, I used it on um, I used it on Pirates. I don't think I used it on I used it on Haunted Mansion. I used it on um, there was one more, but then like, especially at the magic kingdom, you start to look at it and go, I don't like, there's certain ones. Like, I guess I could use it, but like, there's no value there. Cause the standby line, in some cases, the standby line was actually quicker. I, I know that sounds crazy, but you got to line up like the haunted mansion one, for example, when I used it the one time for haunted mansion, it still took me 20 minutes to get through the line for lightning lane because there were so many people trying to get through it. Um, but you're right. I could have used it some more. And this gets me to my final point, which was Monday. So Monday, I also had a Magic Kingdom day. And I had been toying around with the idea of whether I was going to hit Animal Kingdom. Because like I did Epcot Saturday night. Big mistake, by the way. <laughs> did Epcot Saturday night. Saturday night during food and wine during the holidays. Big mistake. People were drunk everywhere. That said, Monday. Mo- <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, Monday. I was at Magic Kingdom, so I bought Lightning Lane again. But about midday, after park hopping time, just about 1 o'clock, and doing park hopping time was going to come up at 2, it's like, I don't want to spend the rest of my time at Magic Kingdom because I don't – it's getting busy. I don't I don't have a lot of Lightning Lanes left that I can use. You know what? I'd love to ride Expedition Everest before I leave. Let me go – let me just park hop over to Expedition to Animal Kingdom. And so sure enough, I park hopped over to Animal Kingdom, and I was able to use two more Lightning Lanes over there – for um, uh, the Lion King, Festival of the Lion King, as well as the Kilimanjaro Safaris. I was able oh, to do nice. both of those. So I got four at Magic Kingdom that day, plus two at Animal Kingdom, and I bought the individual Lightning Lane for uh, Pandora, uh, and, for Flight of Passage. And so that and, gets me like the whole time is money thing, where, okay, so even if your baseline is four, that's under $5 a pop. Yep. To skip the line. Yes. Which means uh, on uh, like just a ballpark estimate, how much time do you think you saved with those four lightning lanes? So that I think is a, a great conversation because I, I saved a ton of time, but I was all over the park. Like I was tired. <laughs> like mo- Monday, I purposely, in fact, I think I say this in the on the spot before I go out Monday, I purposely slowed down a little bit while I was at Magic Kingdom. Like when I got in early, everyone was rushing to Space Mountain. And I said, I did Space Mountain already. I don't need to do Space Mountain again. So I decided to walk down Main Street and enjoy the Christmas decorations and walk in the shops and enjoy the the product while everybody else was rushing around me. And again, that fear of missing out, that FOMO was still there. But I had to remind myself this is a vacation, like slow down. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with Genie Plus. More than I even want to say fast pass, because you're paying for it, you feel the need to rush around even more. Hmm. And it, it, it really was crazy. And I, I would watch people. I would watch families. This one family, she had a – it was her and her, um, her, her, her husband, who you could t- clearly tell was irked. And like her three kids, and she's like, "We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing. This, we got to go up here. We got. We don't have time for that. We'll get to that later. You got to follow my plan, kid, because I know what I'm. I mean, it was like, 
wow, like, okay. And again, I know I've been that person before. I, I think we all have. Unfortunately, I think Genie Plus brings that out. Um, but to your point, money-wise, yeah, it's worth it. Um, it, it for at least a one-person trip. Now, you got a family of five. I just had my friend Katie, who's who's going to be going to the park in two weeks. She was asking for some advice, and I told her, you got a three-year-old, a five-year-old, you and your husband. That's $60 for the three days you're going to be there. So that's $180 extra. I said, it depends on what kind of vacation you want. Do you want to be moving around from attraction to attraction at super fast speeds, or do you want more of a laid-back situation? If it's more laid back, I don't know if I'd do Genie Plus. Hmm. Okay. And, and I, I guess that makes sense because I'm, you know, same thing. I'm a family of four, and so when I take my kids, yeah, that's that's a lot of money to to run all around. Mm-hmm. When you also proved, and and Disney Parks have proved this for a long time, you can get in standby lines. Yes. And and use your time efficiently outside of Fast Pass. There were only two attractions my entire trip there that were over an hour long. Yeah. Only two. It was Rise of the Resistance, which was, uh, it peaked at three and a half hours. Not surprised. And the other one was Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which was at 120 minutes. Also not surprised. Even Pandora Flight of Passage was not more than 60 minutes. Wow. So that could be testimony of the fact that it's not near capacity right now. It could also be testimony of the fact that what people have said for years, the fast pass lanes made standby lanes slower. And because only about one third of guests are buying Genie Plus right now, less people are taking advantage of it. More people are doing standby and it's working. It's working the way it's supposed to. Um, you know, the, the individual ones, I will tell you. So I bought the, the individual one for Flight of Passage. I got all the way up there and I could not ride it. I, uh, unfortunately, because of the way the seats are, and I've talked about this before, my legs were too big. I had to get a refund on it, um, which is creates a whole other headache, by the way, I should add, for the team <laughs> because they sell this thing. You can't write it. Now you got to go find a guest relations team to fix it. Besides the point, um, the individual lighting lanes right now, I think the only ones that they're probably worth for are Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which sells out almost immediately. So if you want it, get it. Flight of Passage did not sell out. I was able to buy mine midday. I bought mine at, at 1 o'clock on the way over to Animal Kingdom. Um, so you don't have to rush to get that one. I would not recommend doing it for Space Mountain. I think that's a waste of money, um, especially if you get there at Rope Drop. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend doing it for Expedition Everest. Um, oh, my gosh. No. I, I rode Expedition Everest three times at Animal Kingdom in a matter <laughs> yep. of 15 minutes because of the single rider line. Like, yeah. if you don't care, like, if your kids are big enough you know, if they're like eight or older and they don't care that they don't need to ride with mommy, like go to the single rider line and all you can write, you could write it four or five times in a matter of half an hour. It single rider line. So just for everyone knows the exit to Expedition Everest exits you through a gift shop right off to the right. There is the single rider line. It's the best kept best and worst kept secret at Walt Disney world. I wrote it three times in 15 minutes. I did the same exact thing. My last time I wrote it like three times in 15 minutes. And after the third time, my body was like, okay, we're not making it for <laughs> And I will say that Everest and slinky dog dash in my mind are the two best coasters on property. I love uh, Everest. Everest, Everest is, is a, Everest is a rocking coaster. It is I, every, time I'm, every time I'm on that roller coaster, I'm like this, how do I not talk about this more? Right. I mean, that, 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 that period where you go back, 
backwards. It, it, it's 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 it pulls you out of your seat. And then when you go down the drop, I mean, it's the tallest coaster on property. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. So anyway. Uh, what other questions do you have? So that that was Genie Plus. I mean, I know was, we're gonna we're gonna do the on the spot stuff here in a second. Yeah, that was. I mean, G- Disney Genie Plus was kind of my big one. Um, but otherwise, it was like, how's the fiftieth? How's the Christmas decorations? Like, I mean, what is the atmosphere different, or is does it feel very similar to your to past trips? I will say it's similar. This is a hard question because I think in this, if, if it was just holiday and not 50th going on right now, like I might feel different, but there was so much going on with 50th, with holiday. The castle looks amazing. I, they did such an amazing job with the castle for the 50th. Um, I didn't stay for any holiday. I didn't stay for any nighttime shows. I didn't stay for Harmonious. I didn't stay for Enchantment. Um, partly because I was so tired. It was just, yeah. it, was, it was a busy trip. Um the holiday decorations on Main Street are gorgeous. The holiday decorations at Hollywood Studios with the old-timey 50s Santa, I think I posted a couple of those up, are absolutely amazing. But you know where I found the most holiday joy? Was Disney Springs, of all places. I enjoyed my time at Disney Springs more than than probably the parks. I, I know that sounds crazy. I was right across the way, so I spent every night at Disney Springs. I was there virtually every night which is the great thing about disney springs is if you're close you can just it's just a great place to hang out it's it's there's an atmosphere of nightlife bars clubs restaurants shopping world of disney looks great by the way the christmas store was was actually lacking a little bit because i think a lot of their stuff stuck on ships so i was there friday night and i was walking around it was it was cool and crisp had my had my hoodie on and all of a sudden I hear chimes ding 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 and then there's someone talking and I I can't quite make it out but it's over near where the town center is so I walk over to town center and there's this music starts playing and they've got these giant ornaments all around Disney Springs um, on the ground that cover their lights and the lights the ornaments start to blink and this music starts to play and all of a sudden I look up and it's snowing it's snowing at Disney Springs, and I, I you're going to hear me talk about this in the live the live shot. Um, did, no one paid to be there. Did, Disney just Disney just made the choice to do that because it was a magical way to create a moment, like at Disney Springs. Like no one's paying to be at Disney Springs right now. That that was at that. I'm sure they were doing it in the parks too. But at that moment in Disney Springs, those people, and you can see it in the video I posted, the music, the people's just the kids looking up. It was like the most magical thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was absolutely astonishing how they did that. Um, so to answer your question, the, the atmosphere across all the parks was one of whimsy. I got to see the gingerbread house at Grand Floridian. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. I took pictures of it. The the, the, the trees across all the properties are gorgeous. There's a giant Christmas tree outside the Contemporary Resort. Um, and you know who actually had the coolest music was Animal Kingdom's Christmas music. Oh, that makes sense. It actually, was really no. like fun. Um, I will say Disney Springs Christmas music uh, is, is pretty cool as well. I will tell you, though, advice, stay away from Epcot. Stay away from Epcot right now. It is a, and it's not just me saying this. It's a disaster. 
it is a, there are walls everywhere um i went at night i didn't even know how to get around like normally you know how to add, navigate future world yeah kinda figured, i kind of figured out i kind of figure out which direction to go i wanted to get over to um uh to test track but i don't know how to get over there like i would have to go through the world showcase to get over there it was it's, so i was able to ride soren which you know was about a 30 minute wait which wasn't bad that was the only attraction i did at epcot i walked world showcase there were drunk people everywhere shouting they smelled i tried one of these these food dishes the swiss alps one with the cheese the ham had to have been bad i i can't believe i didn't get sick on it um i ended up eating at regal eagle um, yes yeah so that was the, the food wasn't all that great the atmosphere was kind of cool but i don't food, care i will say though the mobile ordering though is a lifesaver uh, um if you're going um if you're going and not mobile ordering well i made that mistake with the ronto wrap so i i decided to walk up and order the ronto wrap because like hey do you got a mobile order number? i'm like oh no i just want to order he goes it'd be quicker if you just mobile ordered i'm like i can i just order I, this was my first day and sure enough it took me like two times as long to order it in person. So from there on out, anywhere I ate that was quick service, I just mobile ordered. I did it with Pecos Bills before they even opened. I ordered it and it was ready at 1030. They called my number. Boom, there it was done. Did it with Regal Eagle. I did it with, um, uh, I think, one Sunshine Tree Terrace. I think I did it that one night. Um, Hollywood Studios. I did Hollywood Studios. I don't think I did Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom, though. I did Animal Kingdom as well. It was just, it was so simple, super simple. Mobile order, it keeps you out of having to wait in line. This is especially important if you have kids. Yeah. Because the kids don't have to have a meltdown. Yeah. Well, you can do something else and then go, oh, our food's ready. Let's go grab it. And then exactly. it's there. You yeah, sit down exactly. and it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, you keep referencing all these clips. I think we, we get to your on-the-spot yeah. experience here. Yeah. You're going to hear, it's funny, you're going to hear my voice throughout the day on a couple different days where like in the morning it's really deep and then at night i'm like grasping for straws but basically what you're going to hear is my experience from start to finish um that that kind of takes you from the, the morning of before i traveled throughout that first day that second day you won't hear me on the third day because that was the day at the conference you'll hear me a little bit on the on the fourth day and then obviously my last day there you'll hear me um But yeah, just different experiences talking about what I was feeling in the moment. So uh, let's give it a go. Here we go. All right. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners. This is Casey here. Um, As we had said during the sneak peek and preview of this episode, um, I was going to do random snippets throughout as I was preparing for my trip and on my trip to Walt Disney World here in November. It is Thursday, November 11th. It is 4.30 in the morning. My flight leaves in about three hours. We're going to be leaving for the airport here in about 10 minutes. Reason for this particular message is as we had talked that there were lots of different changes now with Disney since Matt and I have been there even a couple years ago. One of which is Magic Bands. Um, They're no longer complimentary, but they've created the Magic Mobile which you can actually add to your iPhone or smart device, really. Just did that process. That was super simple. I was able to pick a screen image, if you will. I picked the 50th anniversary Mickey one and added it right to my Apple wallet. 
The other thing that I did this morning was I added Disney Genie Plus for the day. Even though I'm not going to get there until about 12, um, I wanted to be able to have at least one or two selections for myself a little bit later in the day that I could take advantage of while I was at Hollywood Studios. So I've added Disney Genie Plus. I can't start choosing things until about 6 o'clock this morning. So by the time I get to the airport, I should be able to get settled in and then log on to my... um, my app and choose my first Disney Genie Plus Day item. Um, And then potentially, while I'm in the air, if I have Wi-Fi or as soon as I land, it'll have been two hours. I should be able to make my second one, according to everything that I've read. Um, It was a really seamless experience. I clicked add. My payment information was already in there, and boom, boom. And 30 seconds later, if that, I had my Genie Plus added to my day. One thing to note, um, if you don't have a package, so if you're not staying on property, um, like say you're doing just day tickets, you cannot add Genie Plus to your day tickets until the day of, but you can add them at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Time the day of, and then at 7 a.m. Eastern Time is when you're able to make your selections. So... Uh, That's all for now. Heading to the airport in about seven minutes, and uh, we will talk then, or we'll talk when I land. Bye. All right, Beers and Airs listeners. It is about 12.30 Orlando time. I'm a little bit further away from the microphone. It's because I'm one of those people that likes when I get to the hotel to unpack and put my stuff in the drawers. Anyway, it's about 12.30 Orlando time. I have just arrived at the Hilton uh, Lake Buena Vista resort on my 10th floor and I have an amazing view um in a few minutes after I get done unpacking and kind of getting settled I am going to head out to Disney's Hollywood Studios so I have purchased the lightning or the Genie plus as I had mentioned earlier and um at seven o'clock so this was six o'clock after I had gotten like through security I was waiting in the airport I was able to schedule my first lightning lane for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and then when I landed it had been two hours after the park had opened I was able to schedule my next one so I actually have two of them scheduled right now they slightly overlap with one another that's okay I'm gonna be able to hit Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and then um, move over to Toy Story Midway Mania um, both of those end no later than 3.50. So my goal is after that to be able to maybe hit up some of the other ones. I've been looking at the selections and they don't seem to be going very fast, which is really interesting. Like they're still kind of caught in the middle of the day right now. Like with the exception of a, a few of them that are like past five o'clock, um, there aren't really a whole lot that are moving really, really fast. So that tells me that even though I'm arriving later in the day, um, this was a good buy for me. And tomorrow at the Magic Kingdom, it's gonna be a really good buy. So uh, anyway, just wanted to give you an update. The Hilton, by the way, is gorgeous. I do highly recommend it if you don't wanna stay on property, but you wanna stay on property without staying at a Disney resort. Totally worth it for the price that you pay. So uh, more updates as I get to the park. Bye. All right, Beers and Airs listeners, it's about 1.20. So I got to Disney Springs, discovered that they don't currently offer two park buses from Disney Springs. So that is one, I guess you could say, downfall of staying at the Hilton there is that you either have to take their bus, uh, their direct bus route in the morning, and they only do morning and after and evening, 
or you have to kind of do a little bit of uh, configuring, if you will. So what I mean by that is being the Disney expert that I am, I can tell you that um, by taking a bus to like Pop Century or Art of Animation or something along those lines, I then can hop the Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios. So that's what I'm doing. I am at Art of Animation right now by the Finding Nemo Suites. And I am gonna take a take the Skyliner over to um, Disney's Hollywood Studios. So just a heads up on that. If you are gonna stay at the Hilton, just be aware. And uh, yeah, talk to y'all soon. All right, hey Beers and Ears listeners, uh, Casey here. It's about 3.40, been a couple hours since our last update. I'm actually in Hollywood Studios. I've been here for um, about, I'd say an hour and a half or so done a couple of things um first things first i uh, rode star tours so star tours had a 30 minute wait um what's really cool is you know as you all know i've ridden star tours before uh, and always seem to get that um pod racing one i did not get that this time i actually got the um uh two new ones that i've never seen before indoor in episode nine so i got to ride through the death star and then Scarif, um, the Red Planet from Episode Eight, which was really cool. So that those were really well done, and I was really impressed. Um, I also grabbed a Ronto wrap while I was here. I've never experienced one of those. I've heard about them. The lines have always been crazy long. Long. So I grabbed a Ronto wrap, which was really good. Thirteen bucks, twelve ninety nine plus tax, but it filled me up. You know, I had my water with me. Um, I've been recently diagnosed with diabetes, so I had to be really careful there about what I got, but, um, it was good. It filled me up, had a lot of protein in it. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really enjoyable. And then, um, since then I have used the lightning lane. So that's what I want to talk about for a couple of moments. I did get Genie Plus. I ended up booking Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run from 2.30 to 3.30. And then the thing with the Genie Plus is after you've booked for two hours, you have the ability to book another one, even if you've not used your first Genie Plus. So I was able to book another one, which was for Toy Story Midway Mania, um, roughly the same time. I was able to do 2.35 to 3.35 on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, and then like 2.50 to 3.50 Toy Story Midway Mania. So now that I'm done with that, I'm in line. I'm going to go ahead and ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway uh, Adventure because I've not done that. I'm not paying for the individual lightning lane on this one. I'm just doing a standby. It's about 60 minutes. Let's figure an hour long is not too bad for this ride. But while I was in line, I booked another Genie Plus. Oh, actually, you're in private with that. I booked a Genie Plus later on this evening for Tower of Terror at 610. So I've got that one outstanding, but I was able to book another one once I rode the first one. And that one right now I booked for um, uh, Star Tours again because it was the only thing that's really left. So at this point, there's not a lot of um, lightning lane options left for me. In fact, unless I park hop to another park, um, there's not much left for me. So I'm going to end up with four of them today, which I'm actually considering a win, considering that I got here at one. So from one to about 6.30, I got four lightning lanes in, and I got, I'm going to be able to get two um, standby lanes in in this amount of time. I'm going to call that a win. I'm going to call that a good bang for the buck. Ooh, I see... Ooh, I see one of the statues over there. I think it's the guy from Seoul. I'm going to take a look at that in a couple minutes. Anyway, that's the scoop on the Lightning Lane um, and Genie Plus. Definitely worth it. Um, Magic Kingdom on Friday where I'm going to be there starting at 7 o'clock because I'm a resort guest and it's Disney Plus Day. 
so I'm going to get there an hour before park opens, which is really cool, um, and uh, get my get my uh, Genie Plus on right from the start. Um, I suspect that I, if things go the way they go, I could wind up with eight, nine, ten fast passes tomorrow, or, or Genie Plus Lightning Lanes tomorrow, if I play my cards right. The thing is, you just got to be flexible. You just got to be flexible and and sh- you know play it right, and you can do it. So. All right, signing off for now. Um, we'll probably talk again later tonight when we get back to the hotel. Bye. Well, good morning, Beers and Ears listeners. It is Friday morning, November 12th. It's about 5.48 Disney time. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I did a lot yesterday after I left Disney Hollywood Studios. Well, after we talked last yesterday, I believe, um, I actually uh, got a chance to go over to Tower of Terror where I had my lightning lane. Um, before I did that though, the beacon of magic took place last night. So I was able to, I was literally on sunset Boulevard as that was happening. And that was really cool. Um, I posted some video and pictures of that up in the Facebook group. Now, um, got back to the hotel, got something to eat, kind of refreshed. Um, and then went over to Disney Springs and did a little shopping. Um, didn't get a lot. I, I got myself a pair of 50th anniversary, um, sweats and as well as um, a park pal a mickey 50th anniversary park pal um prices are pretty spicy right now i'm not gonna lie um okay anyway why am i up so early well it turns out today is disney plus day and so not only do disney resort guests get into the park 30 minutes early on top of that the anyone who's got a Disney Plus subscription gets into the resort 30 minutes before or 30 minutes early as well. So if you're in a resort and a Disney Plus subscriber, you can enter the park an hour early. That's awesome. I haven't been to the park an hour early in forever because they haven't offered it. So now they are offering it. And I'm going to Magic Kingdom today. Magic Kingdom opens up at 8. I'm going to try to get there at 7. I've got my Genie Plus purchased. I can't do much in terms of um, getting my selections chosen until 7. So my plan is to rope drop Space Mountain so I can get that one off my list while I'm on my way to Space Mountain making my first selection and um, uh, trying to really maximize the use of the Genie Plus. Um, And the whole idea is one after another been able to just boom, 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 boom through them. Um, I don't know how many I'm going to be able to get today. Um, I'm really going to try for at least seven, maybe eight, and and we'll go from there. Um, I'm also going to try the whole idea of staying to Magic Kingdom for a little bit and then going over to Animal Kingdom later. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. All right. I will let you know and keep you posted throughout the day. Um, yeah, bye. All right. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners. It is about nine o'clock on Friday the 12th. Um, I have been in the Magic Kingdom now for about two hours. I was able to get my lift right up to the Ticket and Transportation Center. And then from there, um, got right into the park right at seven o'clock and executed my plan, I would say pretty flawlessly. I'm walking into Tomorrowland for a second time today. The regular crowds are starting to fill in, but that extra hour this morning, really extra two hours because had the extra hour park open today, there weren't a whole lot of people here at, at eight o'clock, but I was able to get Space Mountain first thing, and then I jumped over to Peter Pan's flight, then I jumped over to Mickey's Magic. Now, the normal I normally want to do that that early, 
but I chose it because today's the first day it's open back up with the new cocoa scene. So I know it was going to get a lot of play today. And sure enough, the lightning lanes were moving pretty fast. So I went ahead and did that. And then I went over, by that point it was eight o'clock, went over to Splash Mountain and got to ride Splash Mountain. So really within that first hour and 10 minutes, I got four attractions in before I even hit my lightning lane. Um, I then bumped over to Pirates of the Caribbean. So five attractions. By that point, 8.35, it had rolled around. That's when my first lightning lane was. And so I chose that for um, Haunted Mansion. Just rode Haunted Mansion. I'm on my way over to um, Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers Pen because that's my next lightning lane. And then I'm actually going to get some um, breakfast um, over at Trails End Restaurant um, over at Fort Wilderness. That's not until about 11 o'clock. So I'm going to hit a couple shops, just kind of look around, take in some of the ambience of... Um, Main Street. All right, I'm going to leave you for now. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. All right. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners. It's about 2 o'clock on Friday the 12th. Um, had a great, amazing day at the Magic Kingdom. Got a lot done. Had breakfast over at Trails End. Amazing breakfast for 20 bucks. You know, something I wanted to say, though, the reason why I'm recording this right now is I'm walking through Frontierland towards the front of the park. So I've been thinking, okay, I got a lot done in Magic Kingdom. I've been here half a day. I don't, it's not one of those things where I need to be here bell to bell, right? I've done this a million times. But the thing about this lightning lane thing and the Genie Plus thing that's really interesting to me is that, okay, I want to go back to my resort now and maybe go swimming for a bit and just relax, charge my phone, recharge myself a little bit, maybe come back out to the parks later tonight. That said, the lightning lane thing, you almost feel guilty, um, like leaving the park because there's still lightning lanes out there that can get you onto rides. Sometimes they're not even rides that you necessarily want to ride, but because you paid the $15, you feel like, okay, to get the most bang for my buck, I need to do it. I've gotten four lightning lanes out of my $15 purchase today so far. On top of that, I rode a bunch this morning because of the early access. Like, I think I've ridden eight attractions and it's only two o'clock. And I've been here since, so about eight attractions in seven hours. So it's not bad, right? Plus I had lunch in there. I've traveled. I've been on the, the boat a couple times. So I think what I'm trying to say is Genie Plus is awesome. But remember that you, it's only $15. Yes, it is more if you have more than a family. But basically, 15 divided by 4, you know, I've gotten basically like 350-ish or so out of this and or per attraction that I've used it for it, it's it's served its purpose I've got one booked later for night actually in Epcot if I decide to go over but I have to keep telling myself don't be guilty if you don't use it because at the end of the day if you don't use it it's not a big deal you're here on vacation so that's what I'm doing I'm gonna hop on the monorail go over to Grand Floridian check out the Christmas decorations because that's something I've always wanted to do then I'm going to take the bus to Disney Springs and head back to my hotel and relax for a little bit. If I decide to come out to another park later on tonight, Epcot is going to be the one because it's open till 10, although I'm going to be there the next two days anyway. So yeah, anyway, that's just some thoughts on the, the Genie Plus. Um, don't feel guilty because that, that's that's the, the feeling I'm feeling right now. And I got to tell myself, look, you've gotten your use out of it. You've gotten a, had a fun day at the Magic Kingdom. Don't wear yourself out. And if you're a family, same thing. All right, that's all for now. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners. It is 7.14 on November 12th, Friday night. 
So I am hanging out at Disney Springs right now. Never actually came to visit Disney Springs before, other than the one time with my mom after Hurricane Matthew. Only like a third of the stuff was open at the time. It's a really interesting nightlife, I will say that. Um, kind of walked the whole property, visited a couple stores, had some food at the House of Blues, little, um, I guess you could say like it's an outpost, a quick service version of it. Um, but no, it's decked out in Christmas, which I think I said before. But um, definitely like crazy nightlife here. I mean, it feels like like a downtown district. Um, there's even an area that kind of feels like almost like a Times Square partly because there's giant screens in the air. Um, beautiful night. Um, so yeah, went in the M&M store. That was kind of cool. Mostly just, I mean, obviously it's just M&M's merchandise. Um, but yeah, so the shops are open. Lots of Christmas trees out right now. Um, great atmosphere. Um, can't book a restaurant to save my life. They're all filled walking by the cigar shop right now which is interesting to have at a disney disney area but you know it is what it is um but yeah so just wanted to let you know that's kind of where i'm spending my evening oh and then i'm gonna probably get to bed somewhat early tonight only because um the conference is bright and early tomorrow from seven to eight so i want to make sure i'm nice and refreshed for that so i had thought about going to abcot to use that uh, lightning lane reservation that I talked about earlier, but I finally decided nope, and I got rid of it. And I did another one, which was at nine o'clock, and I got rid of it again and just said no, no more. Um, and even though I only used four lightning lanes today, I do feel like I got my money's worth. And it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Oh, a Marvel superhero headquarters. I'm gonna have to go check this out. I'll talk to y'all. Bye. Hey, Beers and Ears listeners, it is 9 o'clock on Friday the 12th. I've been with you all day, and closing the night out, as I'm ready to go to bed because I've got this conference tomorrow, but I'm closing the night out just reminiscing on, you know, we had the episode where we talked about Bob Chapek and how... <laughs> Everything comes with the price, right? Everything comes with the cost now, and the magic's gone. But if you were following the Facebook page while I was here, you you saw that I posted a video and a, t- and a couple of pictures of something that cost Disney or cost Disney's guest absolutely nothing, and it was a special surprise. And it's something they probably do every night. And for the people in that moment, it, it truly is the definition of a magical moment. And that was. 7.30 tonight, chimes went off, and all of a sudden there was this music playing in the middle of Disney Springs, which again, you don't have to pay to get into. It's like a big mall. And then the music started playing, the ornaments started blinking, and then all of a sudden there was snow all around the Christmas tree, this big, gigantic Christmas tree in the center of Disney Springs. And this music is playing, and it went on like this for probably five minutes, the snow is this the soapy substance that they use in the parks and i've never actually seen it before until actually i think i've seen it in frozen ever after the, the or the frozen sing-along but it cost them nothing i mean I, when i say it cost them nothing i mean there's something they set up and there's no roi on it for them other than it's a magical moment it's something they did for their guests who it did not have to pay in that moment and it just it created the moment. 
So, yeah, I think we can all be cynical and jaded about Disney sometimes and the money grabs. And don't get me wrong, there are plenty of money grabs out there. I was just at this the Christmas shop in Disney Springs, and there, one of the blown glass ornaments, the 50th anniversary ones, was $100. I'm not lying. It was $99.99. I couldn't believe it. Who plays 99, pays $99.99 for an, a blown glass ornament that literally, if it drops, breaks? Anyway, you can be cynical about that. But at the end of the day, there are things that Disney does that nobody else does. And they figure out a way to make it magical. So, all right, that is the end of night two. Um, Probably not going to have a whole lot on um, the next two days because I'm going to be at the conference. I might chime in with a couple of things just because our our friend of the pod, Lou Mangiello, is the host. But um, Monday, I'll, I'll be back in the parks. Um, I think I got Magic Kingdom. I might even hit, might park hop to a couple different parks. Um, and then Tuesday is kind of a, a Disney Springs pool, chill, get ready to leave day. And then I take the lift to the airport and I am back home. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Bye. Well, good evening, Beers and Ears listeners. It is 7.15 on Sunday the 14th. I have finished the second day of the Momentum Workshop. Um, what an amazing experience. I know for you guys, you know, it's all about being down here for the, the Disney magic, which I've been covering, but the experience itself was absolutely astounding. Um, I'm currently sitting outside um, in Disney Springs. I'm actually sitting outside the Guest Relations Center. Um, Again, earlier this morning, I talked about having to go to Guest Relations to get this ticket thing squared away. Um, I got to say, they got a pretty good system going. You come up, you give them your name, you tell them a little bit about what's going on, um, and then they put you into a virtual queue. Um, It's reminiscent of the virtual queue the Disney stores were using to let guests into the building um, during COVID. Um, They said it was about an hour wait. That was 11 minutes ago. Um, They said they're running a little ahead of schedule, so hopefully um, I can see something uh, sooner rather than later. It's a little chilly out. I'm not going to lie. It's about 60, I'd say, and it looks like it's going to drop into the 50s. So I know for our Midwesterners, listeners who've gotten snow, and by the time this episode comes out, I'll be back up there and we'll probably be dealing with the snow myself. Uh, 60 probably sounds great. That said, it's a little chilly. Um, my original plan was to go to Epcot tonight. Um, if I can get through guest relations fairly quickly, um, if I can get through by 8, 8.15 and hop a, um, a bus over to an Epcot resort or, or a lift potentially, I don't know, I'll have to look and see, um, and get, a, get there around 9. That gets me in about an hour um, before they close. Um, I, I thought about checking out Harmonious. Um, the more I think about that, the more I go, oh, I don't know, man. Um, that's going to be really, 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 really tiring. Um, that said, um, I did make a reservation for the um, Edison here at um, Disney Springs. So um, I got a chance for dinner at 930 if I decide to do that instead. Um, so I'm excited to review that. Um, I think I might just hang out here. Yeah, I'm technically going to be wasting an after five ticket. I think I paid $55 for it. Nothing I can do about it. It's just the circumstances of the day. Um, I'm going to ask if they can do a refund of it. I, I don't know. They might be able to since I'm not going to be able to use it. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, and then tomorrow, as long as everything gets straightened out, 
I'm gonna be able to head over to Magic Kingdom for the early part of the day. <clears throat> and then uh, maybe um, uh, park hop to uh, maybe Animal Kingdom tomorrow afternoon. And then I'm having uh, dinner with my really good friend, Jenna, who I have known since I was like eight years old. So uh, yeah, that'll be the round out of my, my time here in Florida. I'm sure I'll be talking tomorrow as well. Um, but thank you for being along for the ride with me on this. It has been an adventure. Uh, we'll talk again. I might do a quick little blog, a little voice blog when I get into the Edison, just to talk about the atmosphere. So thanks. Bye. Hey, Bears and Ears listeners. It is about 11 o'clock on Sunday night. Um, I, I recorded earlier as I was waiting in line to get my ticket issue fixed, but I'm back in the hotel. Had a wonderful evening at Disney Springs tonight. Um, I got the ticket issue fixed, so they were able to get the Park Hopper ticket back and seated um, and uh, basically um, ensure that the After 5 ticket I bought was used yesterday. That said, because I wasn't able to use the other Epcot ticket that I had purchased, um, you know, that was $69, I asked him, I said, would it be possible to get a refund? And wow, the guy was just um, phenomenal. Um, his name was Majid. He works at the Guest Relations Center in Disney Springs, and he is um, uh, he's from Morocco, according to his name badge. Uh, nicest man. Um, this is, you know, goes back to something that Lou Mangello, who is a fellow podcaster and um, the person whose conference I was at, talks about, which is to choose the good and and you know choose to be kind to other people even if there's a situation that is frustrating you. And um, trust me that there's not a lot of that from some guests, but you can choose to do it, and it does make the cast stay. And, you know, you catch more flies with, with honey than you do vinegar. Um, so when you're having an issue and you're, you're kind, um, oftentimes they're more willing to go out of their way. And sure enough, he was able to give me my refund. So uh, anyway, I'm going to bed. It's 11 o'clock. Um, I've got Magic Kingdom tomorrow, possibly Animal Kingdom. Um, so I will, um, talk to you then. Bye. Well, good morning, Beers and Ears listeners. It is just about 7.20 on Monday, November 15th. My final full day here inside the magic. It's a crisp 51 degrees out. I've got my jeans and a hoodie on for this morning and Later on, I'll probably take the hoodie off, but it's only supposed to get to a high of about 70. I say only, for those of you in the Midwest. Uh, That said, I am on my way to Magic Kingdom. I was um, hoping to catch the direct transport that they offer here in the morning at 7.30, but I missed it by like two minutes. So that's just what it is. I'm grabbing a lift. It's $14. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I've got my Genie Plus lined up for the day. I think today is going to go a little bit different than before um, because I'm not getting there super early. Um, I'm only getting there a half an hour earlier versus an hour, and I'll be there with all the other resort guests. That said, um, I have my first lightning lane booked for uh, the Jungle Cruise, which seems to have been going really, really, really fast. So that is one of my first recommendations for anybody coming to the park in the next couple of months. Um, get the Jungle Cruise booked ASAP if you're going to use the Lightning Lane. Um, I say that uh, because um, I think people are trying to experience it because of the movie. I didn't get to go on it last time um, because I made the mistake of booking the Haunted Mansion as my first Lightning Lane. 
Um, so I think what's going to, and that was one of the ones that was being offered early in the morning and I could have just done that, which then prevented me from being able to take advantage of lightning lane elsewhere in the park while I waited for my other reservations to, or my, my, my haunted mansion reservation later in the day. Anyway, all that's to say lightning lane at 10 o'clock. Um, but when I get there, I'm going to hit space mountain again, so I don't have to pay for it and I don't have to wait. Um, and then from there, I'm going to probably, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit Space, Space Mountain, um, probably try to hit Haunted Mansion that first half an hour as well. Um, I'm definitely not doing Splash Mountain today. I'm glad I, I, I did that the first day. Um, it's just too cold for Splash Mountain today. Um, I might hit Big Thunder if the wait's not too long. Um, uh, sorry, we got a phone call coming in. Um, I might hit Space Mountain, if the, or the uh, Big Thunder Mountain, if the wait is not too long. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's just going to depend on, on kind of where I'm at in that time frame. And then my goal is to slow down. Um, let my lightning lane kind of guide me. If I see an attraction that's got a short wait time, hit it. Um, you know, I, hit, I already rode all these attractions. What I really want to do is take the park in, take the decorations in, enjoy the atmosphere, hit all of the shops. Um, you know, last day I've had my fun. I've had my fill. Now it's time to relax so that I can go back home relaxed. So I'm sure I'll hit you throughout the day. Uh, until then, talk to you soon. All right. Hey, beers and ears listeners. It's amazing how you can change your plans throughout the day. Got a lot done at Magic Kingdom today. Um, and I was looking at my remaining time. So I basically got to be done in the parks right around 6 o'clock so I can head back to Disney Springs and get dinner with my friend at 7.30. I was like, you know, I've um, done a lot at Magic Kingdom. haven't been to Animal Kingdom. I was looking at the times. Lots of the lightning lanes still existed. I was like, okay, let's go over there. So I went ahead and made a lightning lane for Navi River Journey at 3.15 but in the meantime, there was still a 2.30 um, individual lightning lane available for Flight of Passage, which is just my favorite ride, as you all know, if you've listened to my pod. So I went ahead and paid the $11 for that just to see how easy the process was. process was not as... Oh, <laughs> excuse me for one second. I'm going to keep it rolling, but i got to take a picture real quick. The dinosaur in Dino Land Bash has got a Santa beard. That just cracks me up. Anyway, the process was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, it took the Wi-Fi cut cutting out. So at one point, I thought it was going to take until 5.30 to get this thing. But then at 2.30, showed up and I grabbed it. So that was cool. Um, and then while on the bus ride over, my two-hour window had elapsed. And I was able to get another lightning name for Dinosaur from 2 to 3. So basically what I'm doing right now is I just walked into Dino Land USA. From two to three, I've got my lightning lane for Dinosaur. Then I'm gonna go over to Pandora and ride Flight of Passage, and then immediately ride Navi River Journey. And if things go to plan, I might be able to grab another um, lightning lane reservation, potentially for like Lion King or something. So I call that a win. Dinoland USA looks really cool. It's like got the chintzy decorations of like the Midwest. Um, I don't mean it like that, but like like 1950s era Midwest chintzy decorations. Like 
dollar store decorations. So anyway, I am coming up on the dinosaur here momentarily. So I'm gonna sign off for now. The hardest part about any Disney trip is the final day. Uh, if you stay on Disney property, um, at least <laughs> at least for another 45 days or so, this particular, uh, uh, I guess, statement will ring true in that when you arrive, you arrive on the Magical Express, but when you leave, you leave on the Tragical Express. Obviously, the Magical Express won't be existing, at least in its current incarnation, as of um, 2022, but that said, I think everybody can resonate with the fact that the last day is, is a day of, well, you've had your fun, you've been able to play, you've been able to to experience the magic, but then now you wake up the following or the final morning and you're like, man, that's it, I got to go back to my reality. Uh, a couple of tips for how to help with that. Um, a lot of people will make their final day an early morning day. I highly recommend don't do that. There is nothing worse than having to wake up the final day, but having to wake up early the final day. <laughs> um, like I, I've seen people make their their airplane reservations as early as you know seven or eight a.m. Well, if you're going to get to the airport and they're recommending right now with the way Orlando International Airport is to get there three hours before your flight, that's for domestic. That's not even international. You know, that that's a five o'clock in the morning airport call. You know, you're leaving property by 430, which means you're up by 3.30 if you got to get ready, right? That, so that, that eats into the time of enjoyment the night before. Um, same regard, um, you don't want to make your airplane flight too late in the day to where you're getting back really late. Obviously, this is going to depend on where you live. So like I live in the, the Chicago area, the, the central time zone. So, you know, if I were to make a flight for seven o'clock at night, you know, I'm still going to get back at 10 o'clock. And then by the time I, you know, get taxied onto the floor, or onto the the runway and back into the terminal and picked up, and then I'm about 45 minutes away from the airport, that's a late night, right? So, you know, my recommendation is that sweet spot, at least for those of us who live in the central time zone, um, that sweet pot, spot for me always seems to be, you know, kind of like between four and, and maybe between three and, and six, I'd say. Um, my flight today happens to be 445. I'm going to get Landed about 6.30 as long as everything goes to plan. Um, <clears throat> I'll be picked up by about, by about 7.15 and home by 8.15. It's still a long day, um, but definitely um, better than, and, than waking up and, and having to deal with the Leaving Disney Blues, um, uh, you know, really early like that. Um, so another tip for you... Um, Go to Disney Springs uh, if you are going to stay on property for a little bit. A lot of times, if you can't get late checkout, that sometimes can't happen. Usually, you got to be out by 11. Sometimes, you can be out by noon. They'll hold your luggage for you. So, just have Bell Services hold your luggage. Um, and then go to Disney Springs. Hop on a, a resort bus um, over to Disney Springs. Or if you're near Disney Springs, like Saratoga, take the transportation or take a lift. I mean, the lift's not going to cost you a lot of money to go over there. Disney Springs is a great, you know, two-hour or less chance for you to 
experience the magic one last time. And, and that, that is something that's new for me, I want to say. Um, I can't say that I've always said that, but Disney Springs is a nice little area. Um, being across the street from it all all uh, week this week, I, I can say that it's been kind of nice to go over. It gets busy at night. I'm excited to see what it's like during the day. I'm going to head over there about 10 myself this morning. So, you know, go to Disney Springs. Um, definitely something to, uh, uh, to, to do before you leave. Get some last-minute shopping in, grab a bite to eat, then head back to your hotel and take off. So, yeah, it is my final day. Um, I'm feeling all those emotions, but I'm also feeling re-energized. Um, I think one of the things that happens with vacations, I don't know, elsewhere, but definitely at Disney, is sometimes you leave, and, and I know as the old saying goes, you need a vacation from your vacation. I, I don't necessarily feel like that. I'm, I'm feeling refreshed. I've taken the amount of times to have some downtime. I was tired each night. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot going on, but that was my own doing, right? Take some time to recharge, re-energize, uh, you know, get, 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 get your vacation on and, and get relaxed so that when you do return to your normal life, um, you're ready to go. And I feel like I've got that. I made some amazing friends this weekend at the conference that I was at. I had some amazing experiences. Um, don't let anybody ever tell you that a alone trip is weird. It is not. An alone trip is one of the greatest things in the world sometimes. Um, you can get single rider on a lot of the rides. You get called up on some of the rides because you're alone. Um, yeah, there's a little, little bit of loneliness here or there, like if you're having dinner or whatever, but that quickly goes away. When you say hi to someone and you spark up, spark up a conversation with someone who you've never met before. And I can say that I did that several times. So anyway, um, the trip has been magical. I, I got to say thank you for following along with me while I was on this trip um, and, and sharing the magic. Um, I posted all the pictures I took uh, in the Facebook group, uh, Beers and Ears podcast definitely take a look at them. Um, there's videos in there. Uh, but I, I really appreciate you being along for the journey with me. And uh, yeah, it's time to get back to, to doing what we do and making magic in the real world. So I am signing off from the most magical celebration on earth, Walt Disney World, on November 16th at about 7 o'clock a.m. And uh, we'll see you real soon. This one's been on us. All right. Welcome back. Um, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a time travel through, uh, through our time, through my time at Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to kind of wrap up here very quickly, um, I know we had a lot of clips and we had a big intro and all this stuff, but you know, this is a, for, for me and a lot of people who are maybe Disney park veterans, this is still kind of a new post, you know, we're, we're, we're still in the pandemic, but I think we're moving out of it the you know the parks are very different right now there's a lot of new things kind of what's the big piece of advice that or or something that was different that you were like ooh this is something that I would do wouldn't do that I did in the past and is my question making sense yeah um, it is making sense <laughs> um i think the first thing i would say is this and i'm going to steal this considering i was down there for his conference it's going to be something that he coined um I give all the credit to Lou Mangello. He's been on our show. He, I consider him a mentor. I was down there for his conference. If you're going down, choose the good. Don't don't be that person. I, I know 
we're all cynical about some of the money grabs that Disney has. That first day I was at the Magic Kingdom and, and all the resort guests were moving towards Space Mountain. There was this lady behind me and you could just hear her going, I paid $7 per per. I paid 40, you know, $40 to get us on this ride. And all these people are ahead of me. She was just going to town about how angry she was. Um, I had a, a chance to talk with, and you heard it in the clips, a gentleman named Majid at Guest Relations because, because there was a mess up with the way they used my tickets. I had to go to Guest Relations on Sunday after the conference because trying to call them was like over a 90-minute wait. So I went to Guest Relations in Disney Springs. It still ended up being a 90-minute wait virtually. So I ended up talking to him to get a refund on this ticket. And nicest man in the world. He was phenomenal. He's like, but the guests have been you know, they've been angrier. They've been, they've been more, um, this wasn't his word, but the sense I got was they've come across as more entitled and Disney fandom has always been like that to some degree. But if you're going down, choose patience. Like they are working with pandemic level staffing right now while numbers keep returning to normal. Like that, that's literally the feel I got from several of the cast members on there is like their staffing levels right now are, are at pandemic and they could use double the staff right now, but they just can't get anybody. They lost a bunch of people because of COVID, some of the best cast members they lost. So that's the big thing I would say. But as far as like anything new and to take away, um, I, hmm. I, I would say that treat it like it's a new trip because the way, even some of the stuff that we have that, that's kind of like some of our historical episodes of us talking about how to navigate Disney World on a regular basis, it's not really accurate anymore. I mean, dining reservations are out there, but they're about 50% of what the capacity normally is. So if you want dining reservations, you're not doing it six months in advance, you're doing it two months in advance. And if you really want it, you got to get it pretty quick, you're not going to get it. Mobile ordering has changed the game. Fast passes don't exist anymore, so Lightning Lane's the way to go. You're going to be on your phone a lot more if you do it, so just be aware of that. Um, but the core of the magic is still there. And if you choose to have a good vacation, it's still going to be a good vacation. Um, I hope that makes sense what I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, no, say. that's that's absolutely, because that, it's good. It's good to know that you didn't go and, and went, you know, it was just a different vacation. You know, like that is kind of something that's comforting to to me anyway, of that you still went, you had a great time. Yes, there were some things that were different because that's always what anytime Disney announces a change, I think the 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 fear of it all and the the backlash of it all comes from it's not going to feel like the vacation that I have had such a great time on. And, um, so it's, it's great to hear that you still feel like you are getting the Disney experience, even with all these changes and man, it, it's, I mean, there's lots of new stuff coming. And so well, they just announced that we were recording this on destination D 23 day. We, sh- we should talk about that next episode. Yeah. I mean, they just announced a whole bunch of new stuff. We'll, we'll bring that up on the next episode, but some of the stuff that we're, we're familiar with is coming back, but you're right. It, it, it the magic is still there. You've just got to find it. Um, it. Honestly, I don't know if I'd want to go to a place where the magic was the same every time. I, I think I want a little bit of difference. I will also say, and I think I mentioned this in the live spot episodes before we go, knowing how to get around property saved me a ton. 
because I was at the Hilton and the Hilton, it doesn't have actual bus transportation like the regular resorts do. I was next to Disney Springs, but Disney Springs doesn't have direct routes from Disney Springs to the parks. Knowing how to get around property was a huge part of my time. I would take a bus over to a resort or I would lift. Um, but to get back, I could, I knew that I could, okay, take a, a bus from, you know, let's say Hollywood Studios or, or take the, the Skyliner from Hollywood Studios over to the Riviera and then from the Riviera, take a bus back over to Disney Springs or something along those lines. Knowing how to get around property was a huge part of my trip. So study those, those ways to get around property and know that you can get to three of the parks and all the resorts without even ever having to use a bus. Um, it is possible. It takes a little bit of time, but you can do it. Uh, okay. Uh, we've talked a lot this episode. I hope you had some fun enjoying the magic with us. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, a couple of things. You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, which we are making a commitment to get a little bit more invested in. Uh, so beer at Beers Ears 1928, you can find us there. Um, we are working on putting a website together. It's not quite up and running yet. That is something we're going to do. We're also working on some fun stuff with email um, that should be coming out probably for 2022. So be on the lookout for that. Um, other than that. Yeah, we feel like we have a really good podcast game and and um, need to upgrade our outside of us talking in our yes. recording room game. <laughs> I do want to say one more thing. I'm so thrilled. We just hit over five hundred members in our Ooh. facebook group we're actually at 510 right now a special shout out to my friends from the momentum conference over the weekend who all run different podcasts and different businesses who i'm sure at some point you'll hear some of them even on this podcast we've talked about that but thank you to everyone who has made our group uh where it is and there's just even more to come so uh with that said let's raise our glasses <laughs> this episode has been on us we will see you again real soon bye everybody bye everyone thank you for listening to a sorcerer network podcast <laughs>